Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No. Let's go back to Seattle and join Warren Moon. And I'll say first, you were the original. Show me the money. Then, how about that? Yeah, I'd love to be back on again. And, and I love my fans up in Canada. And I want to thank them all for all the years of, of, of being behind me in my career. And uh, uh, hopefully you guys can get hockey back here real soon because I know you're dying without it. <laughs> There's no doubt. And CFL, too. And there are millions of Warren Moon fans. Thanks, Warren. This is the Rod Peterson Show. That's right. And uh, Warren Moon will be with us again. We haven't had him on the air since the spring, and he's coming up here. Good day, you all. Welcome to episode number 413 of Canada's Daytime Sports Talk Show. We've been through a lot today. We've had our director of scouting, Craig Smith, on. Mike Abumetrick's been on from Calgary with a live weather report. And he brought on another former CFLer with her, Alex, uh, with him, Alex Goche. It was fantastic. Yeah. But I'm jumping right in this. Moose Dupont is uh, is with me, and here we go. Let's hit the quick six show topics, please, Jordan. And thank you. Uh, there's a lot going on, a lot more than you would think in day number 303 of the pandemic. You know, you think there's nothing going on, but there's a lot going on. So here are the quick six show topics as they are in importance to me. Number one, Fred Van Vliet has entered the pantheon of not only Raptors greats, but Toronto sports greats. I don't think anybody can disagree. You Eastern Canadian viewers, probably a little more Raptor fans than I am, but you tell me. Last night, he set a record for single-point scoring in Raptors history, 54 in the Raptors' win over Orlando, 123-108 at the uh, Amway Arena in Orlando, and you're not disagreeing. Like it's Well, he's already won a championship right? oh, yeah. two years ago. He's still on the team, so I'm putting him in with the Joe Carters and the Robbie Alomars and the Cito Gastons, I guess, if you will, and the Wendell Clarks and Dave Keon. Shoot, why not? Yeah. Where'd he go, Fred? He's there. He's there. And, like, you know, when you look at all the stars, they haven't had a lot of team success, but, you know, Kawhi Leonard and Kyle Lowry and Tracy McGrady and Vince Carter, they've had some stars through the organization. But Fred Van Vliet sits on the top yeah. of single-game score. And here's where I am with the NBA. I'm the guy that will watch the Raptors intently, but I have a tough time watching – Denver, Utah, per se. Or if I am watching that game, I'm watching for Jamal Murray. But I got to have a reason. I don't, you know, I'm just not the biggest NBA fan. Doesn't make me a bad person. What I am is a huge NHL fan. And that brings us to point two my Tuesday NHL leftovers. And we have distinguished that our leftovers will be brought to you by Tupperware or something of that ilk. Yeah. So I got to open my Twitter feed. Where is my Bed Bath and Beyond? They sell those containers, <laughs> right? Um, so it's uh, I was on my live YouTube feed there. So I got to call it up. Here are my five leftovers from Tuesday's games in the National Hockey League. Number one, Vancouver is not in the same class as Montreal. They're not close. Nobody's even argued with me on that one. Point two, Patrick Laine made his debut in Columbus last night. His stat line was zero 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 and dash two. Point three, Patrick Kane shootout move, I believe, should be made illegal. 
Nobody's really argued with that here around here today. I had some backlash on Twitter for that. You can't come in on a breakaway and slow right up. He almost snow plows every Like, come on. You can stand there and stick handle forever? It's wrong. And I'd like to see a goalie stand up and hex stall him across the teeth on behalf of all goalies so he never tries that again. And one of our viewers, I don't remember who it was, said they should institute a shot clock on the shootout. And that is, what, 10 seconds? Yeah, seven. Yeah, less. Yeah. So. Six, maybe. NHL, do the right thing. Point four of the leftovers, the Senators are the perfect slump buster. You'd think. For the Oilers, they were. They all scored them, what, 12-7 and two wins? I think the Oilers got their confidence back. You got Neon Leon and McDavid, top of scoring. You got Stuart Skinner getting his first career win. You got Jesse Pugliarvi scoring twice last night, his first two goals of the year. Thank you, Ottawa. Kicked their butt and sent them on their way, and I think the Oilers will never look back. And point five, I miss the Vegas Golden Knights. So here's how the NHL for me is different than the NBA. I really miss my favorite team, Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights. But I can still watch other teams and enjoy just as much, Yeah, obviously. But with the NBA, I watch the Raptors, and that's about it. How about this one? Caesar writes in and says, The Canadians are on top of the NHL power rankings as of today. I was a little upset because I got up this morning, I opened my email from the NHL, and it didn't have the power rankings in there. I'm like, it's Wednesday. Right. Where's the power rankings? And then all of a sudden, everybody started sending them to me. Uh, And here we go. So Montreal, number one team in the NHL. I love it. Jeff, the Stampeders fan, says, don't forget about Pinball Clemens. I think that he is in the pantheon of Toronto sports icons. But you know what? I've never lived a day in Toronto, so I don't try to profess to know their business, just like I don't like them telling me my business as a Western Canadian guy or a, or a farm kid. Do you know right. what I mean? You don't know my world. I don't know your world. I don't know what it would take to market the Argos. I don't know what, what it would take to make them relevant again. So I'm just throwing out some Toronto sports names, and if pinball is in that group, cool. I'd, li- I'd like to think that he is. Um, point three is our poll question. For Capital Auto Mall Universal Collision Center, which tight end in the Super Bowl is going to have more receiving yards? It's a delicious question, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And an hour ago, leading was the Chiefs' Travis Kelsey, and it would appear that he continues to lead. Are people just in love with these names, Darren, or with the Chiefs? or Because yesterday, Patrick Mahomes won the poll for having more passing yards than Tom Brady. But they're the reason they're in the Super Bowl for a second straight year and favored to win the football game. Um, the players are very good, best in their, in, in their positions. I mean, Travis Kelsey, to be among the league leaders in receiving as a tight end, very impressive. He is one of the best, not just the best tight ends, he's one of the best receivers in football. So it's a tough poll question for sure, but he, he is there. Well, I just love the thing with Gronk. It's not much different than with the Patriots. He literally lulls the opposition, the defense, to sleep all game, and then wango, right? Tom just finds him at the perfect time. Yeah. And that could happen in the Super Bowl or it may not, but we're all getting very excited. And did I mention that Warren Moon's coming up later on in the program? From the Pro Football Hall of Fame and Canadian Football Hall of Fame. So that's going to be great. We'll be talking about these things. Uh, point four, another tough question that... We couldn't really settle on an answer in last hour, and that is, would the New England Patriots have won any Super Bowls without Tom? Because when the divorce happened, 
last year, pretty much around this time, was when Brady was hinting that he was done in New England. Everybody was saying, oh, Tom would have never won a Super Bowl without Bill Belichick. Never would have. The Patriot way? No, Tom's a system quarterback. Well, lo and behold, the Patriots are got to buy tickets this weekend to the Super Bowl or watch on TV, and Tom will be down on the field. So my question is, would the Patriots have won any Super Bowls without TB12? It's tough to answer. My inclination is to say yes, but who would that quarterback have been? Yeah, I don't know. Drew Bledsoe was a good quarterback, but that, he was kind of winding down um, when Brady was taking over. Um, but, <laughs> you know, I just don't know. I really don't. If Tom had never got the opportunity to start and he had never played, I don't know if they would have won. I really don't. doesn't matter. They had a great defense, really good offensive line. They've had some weapons on offense over the years, but not a lot. They never dazzled you. I mean, Randy Moss was good when he was there, but no, I, I just, I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. Viewer William Macy's, I don't think so. Tom is the best in any league. Viewer Greg Clevgard says, where was Tampa last year? They never had Brady. They were lost in the wilderness with the same head coach, the same defensive coordinator. Famous Jameis Winston was their quarterback. They did add some pro bowlers. They did. And they've added Leonard Fournette. They obviously added Gronk, who was <laughs> Tom's best friend, right? Yeah. So they've added. But they wouldn't be in the Super Bowl without Tom Brady. So I think it is a very decent question. Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, how many Super Bowls did Drew Bledsoe have? Uh, it's all Tom. Point five. What's the best CFL logo of all time? <laughs> we could drop anchor on that for a while. And this came up. We were talking about the CFL league logos. Right now, somebody had mentioned that it, the current logo looks a bit like a marshmallow. I don't disagree. You really like the logo from the just before, like the 2000s? Yeah. Yeah, with the half maple leaf. Looked like it was moving. I really like the logo that I grew up with, the helmet with the CFL and the maple leaf in it. Um, but people took that to mean when we put it on Twitter, what's the best logo of all time in any team in the CFL? And I thought, well, that is an excellent question, but that's not what we were asking. Well, maybe we should ask that. And uh, one hour ago, I put it out there. Maybe I smell a bracket. I do too. So, something else to do here over the winter months here in Canada. And uh, right now, I, I just got to say, and you can't vote for your team. So for me, Saskatchewan's off the board. For me, and it is for you, I got to say the Argos boat logo. And yeah, just so a lot of people in Calgary saying the Stampeders logo, I say that was a direct ripoff of the Ford Mustang. That's what I legitimately believe. I'm not trolling here. I say the Argos boat logo. I really like the Alouette's bird, too, by the way. Mm -hmm. I really I like that one. I don't mind the Tiger Cats. I like the it's colors. Okay, That's yeah. okay. But yeah, Toronto for me. The color scheme's great. Um, the boat's great. I, I lo love what Toronto has going on. I really do. Yeah, so it's uh, we'll get that bracket going. Yeah, we will. Uh, point six, junior hockey return to play. Um, we don't know. I talked to a hockey man in Alberta today. They're going February 26th. We're hoping that in BC and in Saskatchewan, we're talking about Canadian major junior hockey here, will be playing shortly after February 26th. I mean, time is running out. Today's, what, February 3rd? So we're all hearing things. I heard the potential of a bubble in Penticton. 
that's not spilling any beans. That's been in newspapers. There's a huge hotel there that has said, we'll house all the teams. We'll feed them. You have a bubble here. We're good. So what Alberta's doing is six weeks, 24-game season, and that's what the other provinces are hoping to do. The one thing I do know is that we're supposed to know within five to seven days. That's what I'm told. And I'm like, you know, we've waited this long. I guess we can wait another five to seven days. So anyways, this is the warm-up. Come in and warm up at the Four Seasons Sports Palace. You're home for the NFL, where they'll have the game, of course, on Super Bowl Sunday. But i got to ask you this. That's all the sports topics. Let's talk about life for a second, Sonny. Yes. Well, when I say come in and warm up at the Four Seasons, my brother, the cowboy, called me last night. and he Actually, he was at my house. He stopped in to drop something off, and he said, what are you doing for Super Bowl? And I said, oh, not too much. And he goes, well, it's going to be minus 28. I think I'm just going to hunker in at the farm and watch the game. I said, well, I can't go wrong there. And this morning I was getting ready for the game and the wind was howling and I'm looking out the picture window. You've been in our place and I didn't get down. I thought, man, it's miserable and nasty out there. And as you know, I torture myself with my weather for my weather app. I have the forecasts and weather of Miami, Phoenix and Las Vegas on there just tortures myself. I don't know why I do that, but I'm like, I can get through this. If the worst thing is the weather, I'll be fine. Like, I don't know how you're dealing with this. Yeah. My mom said to me, God bless her soul, she's not with us anymore, but she says, I need, the, I need the four seasons, Rodney. I couldn't live down south. I need the snow. I need the leaves falling. And I'm like, you can have it. If I never see another snowflake for the rest of my life, I'm good. But that's just me. And I'm willing to deal with this. This is the first time, and now we're going on three years, I think, that we haven't gone to Phoenix. Florida, we've been more recently, but not Phoenix, which I call Disneyland for adults. Like, I just, I just yeah. love it. Haven't been able to get there through the passing of both my parents, leaving my last job, which was not smooth. A lot of things have happened in the last two years. But my wife and I have agreed. We don't want to travel in this climate. I see everybody, and when I say climate, I mean this environment, the pandemic. You see people complaining about having to drop $2,000 when they come back from um, international travel. And stay in a hotel for three nights. And I'm thinking, yeah, that sucks. But I didn't want to go anywhere anyways. Yeah. So where are you on? I'm with your mom. I'm with your mom. Come on! I love the four seasons. Okay? You know, there's nothing better than when it starts to melt. And it's spring. And the grass starts growing. And, the you know, um, everything starts warming up and melting. Love that. Summertime is obviously great. Fall, crisp. Put on a sweater, you know, shorts in the afternoon, football weather. Love that. And then when the snow falls, I love, like, you know, tons of snow, sun shining, the Christmas season. But, you know, I like the changing of the seasons. Sticking through it. Like, give me the beginning of winter. Give me Christmas. And then let, then let me go till spring comes, you know. The odd winter vacation to a ski resort. Give me that on a weekend or a long weekend, but then let me go somewhere warm for the rest of the winter. I'd be into that, but I like the changing of the seasons. For In sure. an ideal world is what you're saying. Yeah. No, not me. Cause I've been to so many camps, you know, football camps in Florida and they're usually in the spring, of course. And I just, I walk around and go, I can't get enough of this. And if, as you know, moderation is not really in my dictionary. So the more sun I can get, the more ocean I can get, the more, I just can't get enough of the it. The ocean is a yeah. wonderful place. But this is how I've changed 
because I used to drive around Phoenix, drive around Scottsdale, and just go, why don't I live here? Why didn't I go to school here? Why didn't I apply for a job? Yeah, and I would be so mad for a week. I would ruin the whole week. I know. <laughs> so I now know. it's like, eh. I know. And then, like, L.A., you get down to L.A. and California, it's just, for you, Florida and, and Phoenix, this might be the face-off, though. I love the Four Seasons. I, I do. I think it's. I think it's great. This is hilarious. Oh, you, ladies and gentlemen, this is the face-off for Ultimate Fan Zone and Mad Greek. I love it. Thank you, as Jacques Dupuis has pointed out. Yeah. From Ottawa, this is the face-off. Donald Mitchell says, "I'm with Dupes. Four Seasons rule." From your mum, we always enjoyed doing things in all four seasons. From Janelle in Saskatoon. What'd she say? It slipped off the screen. I. She said, nope, she's ready to get out of here. But, but she's with you, not wanting to travel. Yeah. Pat Janik says, sun is good. Damn, Tampa would be good right now. <laughs> they look good down there. Greg Clevegard says, different strokes for different folks. That's why we're here. As my dad often said, I've talked about my mom enough, my dad, who was a hockey man but also a farmer rancher, said, you can't eat mountains told you that before right when we go into family vacation i'm like dad this is so beautiful out here can't eat mountains son that's good we, we make our money back on the flatland good advice but can you imagine the money the throwing around money that the jug's gonna have next time we go on a warm vacation been saving it for a whole year the slush money oh yeah uh, the face-off is brought to you by our friends at the ultimate fan zone and listen you got a few days to go down and get your Tampa Bay or Kansas City gear from the Ultimate Fan Zone in Moose Jaw. Where is it on this thing? You just printed a brand new thing here for me. Here it is. Your one-stop <laughs> shop for the sports fans on your list. Memorabilia, collectibles, licensed team apparel, and more. Visit the Man Cave downtown Moose Jaw or find them on Facebook and Instagram at Ultimate Fan Zone Moose Jaw. And for the Mad Greek in Moose Jaw, available for licensed dining, takeout, or delivery, head to themadgreekeatery.com for more information. Warren Moon joins us next. You're watching the RP Show across all 10 provinces and 31 states on the Game Plus television network. Also live daily on YouTube and listen live for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah, he's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back to the program, everybody. We're waiting on Warren Moon, and I don't know if I don't think to use another uh, Western term. I don't know that Clark's seen hide nor hair of Warren Moon yeah. today, so I'm, not, I'm hoping we get him. He has never missed before. But it gives us an opportunity to take care of some business here, mostly... The CFL report. The Calgary Stampeders have signed long snapper Aaron Crawford. The native of Medicine Hat, Alberta, played in 98 games with the Hamilton Tiger Cats from 2013 to 2019. The St. Mary's University product made great cup appearances with the Ticats in 2014 and 2019. 
Stampeders also signed American defensive back Brandon Dozier and defensive lineman Chris Odom. Meanwhile, the Hamilton Tiger Cats have signed American quarterbacks Jacob Knipp and Austin Simmons, along with wide receiver Khalil Lewis. The Saskatchewan Roughriders have signed American offensive tackle Antonio Garcia, a third-round pick by New England in the 2017 NFL Draft. The six-foot-seven, 305-pound Garcia also spent time with the New York Jets, Indianapolis, and Miami. And the Toronto Argonauts have re-signed American defensive lineman Drake Nevis and signed wide receiver Terrell Sinkfield, also defensive back Jamel Peters and defensive lineman Kyrie Thornton. So there's our daily CFL report. And with the Argos signing that load D-tackle Drake Nevis, almost all of my top 10 are off the board, Dupes. Yeah. What's left, I believe, now is my number one pending free agent in the Canadian Football League is linebacker Enoch Mwamba, most recently starring with the Montreal Alouettes, formerly of the Indianapolis Colts, and also the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So we got him now, one of two members of both the Pro Football Hall of Fame and the Canadian Football Hall of Fame, Warren Moon, joining us from his Seattle office. Hey, Warren, did that CFL news warm your heart out there on the West Coast? Man, you're full of information today. Do you do this every day? I mean, that's a lot of uh, transactions going on right there. I know. We do do it every day. I do it as a show of support and salute to the Canadian Football League because I still don't know if they're going to play or not, Warren. So, yeah, we are doing it every day, and we can't wait for the three-down lead to come back. But, sir, it's Grey Cup week – or, sorry, Super Bowl week, the Wednesday of. Obviously, doesn't look like you're there. What would your normal super yeah, what would your normal Super Bowl week be like for you as a Hall of Famer? I would be down there. I would be down there doing uh, Radio Row, which they probably don't have this year from what I understand. Everything's kind of being done from Zoom. Uh, I'd be down there doing appearances and different things for the NFL as well as some corporate appearances. So I'd be very, very busy at this time uh, just just getting into the week. And then by the weekend, you know, doing a lot of things that have to do with the actual game itself. So this is a different year, a different year for everybody in a lot of different respects. But uh, it's still going to be a great game because you have two really, really good teams, two really talented quarterbacks. And I don't think that's going to mess – with anything, you're going to have 22,000 fans in the state in the stand, so there will be noise, there will be energy. So I think that part of it will be good, but there's no question leading up to it is going to be a little. Well, you know, I know that you do so many interviews. I don't know if you'll remember us talking about this the last time you were on. It was pre NFL season, and you predicted that they would kick off on time, but we weren't sure if they were going to finish. And they did, right? They had to move some games around a little bit, but they got them all in, Warren. Just looking back at the regular season, how did you feel about the job the NFL did pulling it off? Yeah, it's been an amazing job that they've done, uh, especially trying to keep all these players and staff members safe throughout this whole pandemic. But you got to give the players and the uh, the coaches and, and all the staff a lot of credit, too, for, for being disciplined and you know staying away away from uh, bad situations that would uh, cause them to maybe get the virus. Uh, Like you said, a few games were moved around, but no games were canceled. We've had every game uh, go all the way through until the, uh, the Super Bowl. So all we have to do is get the Super Bowl played and we have a complete season and they did it without doing it in a bubble. Like uh, the NBA did it. They did it traveling all around the country and and taking all these different risks. You've got to really give a lot of people a lot of credit for pulling this thing off. Hey, I'm going to get to the matchup in a minute, Bucks and Chiefs. But there's, you know how loved you are in Canada. So there's a lot of comments coming in from Rachel to Sony. She says, I loved Moon's Cookies back in the day here in Edmonton. 
What is uh, that's the first I heard of that? What's the story on Moon's Cookies? Well, I started a chocolate chip cookie business when I went to the Eskimos, and uh, it was something I, I've always had an entrepreneurial um, uh, background as far as wanting to have my own business. And and chocolate chip cookies were huge in the United States, Amos and Mrs. Fields, but I didn't see anything like that up in Canada. So I had a great cookie recipe because my mother taught me to bake when I was in high school, and um, I used that recipe to start my own cookie business. And I had five stores around the, the uh, Edmonton area. I had one in Ed- West Edmonton Mall and the huge mega mall there. And then when I went to the Houston Oilers, I, uh, I had five stores in Houston as well. And then I finally gave it up because it was just becoming too busy for me to try and be an NFL quarterback and run a business at the same time. So I ended up selling it to Mrs. Fields, but it was a lot of fun. A lot of people love the cookies and people still ask me about those cookies all the time. So they must've made an impression on people. Oh, that is amazing. I'm just, I'm just a podunk farm kid from Saskatchewan. We didn't get any out here. Now I'm feeling left out. Uh, I should have games, you know, and maybe it would have made the crowd like not boo me as much as when I came out the tunnel. I should say you're loved in Canada, but not here. Somebody wrote that in earlier. I said Warren always kicked our butt, which we know. But Warren, somebody also asked your take on Deshaun Watson, if you don't mind, and you might know a little bit about it being a quarterback in Houston. Where do you stand on that situation? Yeah, Deshaun and I are really good friends, and uh, I I haven't reached out to him about this. He knows I'm available if if he needs me for any advice. Uh, It's a shame that this situation uh, and this relationship is not working. It's falling apart because Deshaun's been a great ambassador for for the city of Houston. He's a great uh, citizen and person, and he's also a fantastic football player. But but a lot of things have happened within the organization and, and it's just kind of soured him over the last few years. And, and he just wants to move on and go to a, an organization where he feels like is more in line with what his thinking is about winning football. So I think that's where they are right now. Um, he is under contract, so uh, he wants to be traded and they don't have to trade him. So it's going to come down to whether Deshaun wants to sit out or whether the Houston Texans at some point say, okay, we're going to go ahead and try and get what we can for him. But it's unfortunate that they can't work this out because I think Deshaun is great for the city of Houston, but uh, I just think he's uh, played his last game there. Have you seen a change, Warren, in the players? I mean, obviously you have because they have changed. And I ask you because I know you mentor them. I think we talked about Keith Price, or as we called him around here, Teeth Price, because he's always smiling, the former Washington Husky. And he told me what you did for him. They just don't put up with crap anymore. And that's probably a good thing. Like, have you noticed that with these young players? Yeah, I have. They feel like they understand their power now. They understand that they have a little bit more power than they used to, and especially quarterbacks. Um, um, but because of the way the contracts are, are geared now, there's more guaranteed money in these deals. And and uh, I, I just think they feel like with their – with their voices that they have in the in the social media world where they can put whatever their feelings are right out there into the fan base. They just have a lot more to say and they have a lot more um, uh, power because of that. So I'm happy for it because there was a time where you the NFL just said, you play here or you don't play anywhere else, where now players are starting to have a little bit more of a voice and a little bit more of a say-so about where they work. Yeah, you know what, I don't – I'm kind of happy about it, too. Initially, I didn't like it. Then I thought, we put up with so much crap. Me, one thousandth of what you put up with. Imagine if you had a voice back in the day, right? Like these kids do now. I can't imagine what you would have said. Now, 
The last time you were on, I asked you for a Saskatchewan memory, and you said you remember the wind howling outside your hotel window at the Hotel Saskatchewan. We got an Argo fan wrote in, Chris Bird. He says, does Mr. Moon have any good stories related to playing at CNE Stadium in Toronto? By the way, he kicked our butts here, too. What, what do you remember about playing in Toronto? Um, I, we used to love going to Toronto because for us in Edmonton, coming from you know a relatively small city, that was like going to the big city, like going from, say, uh, I don't know, uh, somewhere in, in Idaho to go to New York City. So <laughs> we, um, we really relished it. I mean, the guys, I'll tell you one thing they really looked forward to. We didn't have a Wendy's hamburger uh joint in uh, in edmonton so the first place everybody went to once we got off the airplane we went straight to the wendy's over by by uh eaton center and and everybody was getting hamburgers and fries and all this all this junk food the night before a game but that's what we look forward to was going to the big city being able to have a wendy's hamburger and then go to eaton center and walk around and see a huge mall like that it was it was just a beautiful city a clean city and we felt like we were in the big city when we got to Toronto, and that's why we wanted to play well when we were there. Boy, there's, uh, I started something. We got a flood of questions coming in, and I'm not going to keep you too long. But Richard Allender, I believe he's in Oklahoma, he has written in and says, Mr. Moon, thoughts on NFL rivalries versus CFL rivalries? And if I may, Doug Flutie on that topic said they're no different. To Flutie, they weren't. How do you see? You know what we're talking about here. Edmonton, Calgary versus you know, whoever, Seattle, San Francisco, something like that. There was nothing bigger than uh, Edmonton, Calgary, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, <laughs> I played in, in huge rivalries in the NFC Central where I was with Houston, and we had rivalries against the Cleveland Browns and also the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I tell you what, when, when we played on Labor Day in, uh, in, in Calgary, there was nothing like it. I mean, there's people outside your window in the street chanting so we couldn't sleep at night. There's people flipping the uh, – the fire alarms, so we would wake up in the middle of the night. Anything they could do to disrupt us to get ready for that game, they just added fuel to the fire. And then we wanted to win so much so much more because of what people were trying to do to us to distract us for that football game. So that rivalry was intense. You felt it in the stands. Uh, when you came onto the football field, you felt it from the Calgary Stampeders. And we had some great battles over the years. From our intern, Alan, the Asian sensation, he says, Hey, Mr. Moon. What's your opinion on this year's draft for quarterbacks? It's a good one. It is a good draft for quarterbacks. Uh, you, you look at uh, you know the top of the draft. It seems like everybody wants to go with Trevor Lawrence from from uh, Clemson, and, and they probably should. Um, you know, the kid from uh, from BYU is, is up there. I think the Chase kid Fields. From Fields yeah. from Ohio. From Ohio Justin State, Fields. Chase Justin Fields, yeah. Those are three legitimate guys. And then the kid, uh, Mac, Mac Jones from Alabama, he's a really good player as well. You saw what he was able to do this year as a Heisman Trophy finalist. So there's four really good first-round type quarterbacks, and who knows, before the whole draft process is over, there might be another one that sneaks in there. So every year, quarterback is going to be a position that everybody has to have because of the way the rules are, are geared in the NFL right now. You've got to have a good quarterback in order to win. So there's four good young ones in, in the draft this year that uh, you can kind of build off of one of those guys. All right. I got to get back on track with Super Bowl talk here. So thank you, Warren, for answering their questions. Uh, and of course, it is Super Week. Our coverage brought to you by Original 16 Canadian Ultra Beer. Uh, so to the matchup, 
Is it is is it too simple to say Brady versus Mahomes? Is that a disservice to the other factors of this game? Well, it, it always comes, like I said, to the quarterbacks. Just earlier in that question about the draft, the quarterbacks are going to be focal to any game going on, especially in this era of football, because you're throwing the football all over the place. The running game, it's just part of it to keep the defenses off balance. And it's important, but it's definitely not as important as having that trigger man. So uh, I see why they get all the attention. But, yeah, there's going to be more going on in this game besides those two guys. You you look at the uh, Tampa Bay defense. They have really played well pretty much all season, and they've really taken their game up to a new level in the playoffs. Uh, a very dominant pass rush up front. Um, they play a physical brand. You know, Todd Bowles, their defensive coordinator, loves to attack. So I don't know if he's going to be able to attack as much against uh, Kansas City because of their speed. Because when you you attack and you don't get there and you're in man-for-man coverage, you've got a Tyreek Hill or a Kelsey or Sammy Watkins. Those guys are flying through the secondary. So th- there's a lot of speed that you have to worry about. If you miss one guy, all of a sudden it's a touchdown. So he's going to have to play a checkers match with with Kansas City. Sometimes when he's going he's going to pressure. Sometimes he's got to lay back and try and uh, make Patrick Mahomes be be uh, patient. And it's the same thing with um, with uh, Kansas City. Their defensive front has got to put pressure on Tom Brady and make him uncomfortable in this game. If they don't make him uncomfortable, he'll pick you apart. So. The defenses are going to be huge in this ballgame, especially the front fours trying to put pressure on these two quarterbacks and make them do things they don't want to do. Warren, since let's just stay in the quarterback vein. What's the better story? Tom Brady getting his revenge, winning his seventh Super Bowl, but not with the Patriots, or the kid, Mahomes, becoming the next one by winning this Super Bowl? What's, what's the better story? Are you pulling for one over, one over the other, or what do you, what do you think is the better story? You know, I'm I'm pulling for Kansas City because that was where I played my last uh, my last year, and and I have a lot of good relationships there. I know Patrick Mahomes, uh, you know, pretty well. Uh, he's a fantastic kid. I know his mom and his brother, and um, so so that part of it I love. I love the organization. Tom Brady's a, a young guy that I you know I met when he came into the league, and and you know I I was able to give him some advice early in his career. Uh, just a, a outstanding person, really good young man. But um, I just um, I'm I'm rooting for Kansas City. So uh, I just think that the better story would be if if Tom Brady was to win because everybody used to say, can he win without Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots? And he would show that he could if he won the game. So that's a huge story, especially for a guy 43 years old. I think everybody assumes Patrick Mahomes is is supposed to win this football game so it's not as big a surprise or anything like that but tom brady going to a new team in a pandemic 43 years old winning another championship that that's probably a bigger story but i'm rooting for the kansas city chiefs do you have a prediction i think it's going to be a high scoring game and i think kansas city has just a little bit more firepower i think they win the game something like 35 <laughs> 30 i got it here because uh, I got I got Bucks thirty seven thirty. I'm writing everybody's down thirty five thirty. You said right. All right. Uh, nobody will remember though. Warren. Hey. Thirty five thirty one. Thirty five thirty one. Okay, I got gotcha. you. I gotta just say this, man. Just before I let you go, nine time Pro Bowler, five time Great Cup champion. You and Bud Grant are the only two in both the Pro Football Hall of Fame and the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. I said you were the only one yesterday, and the Canadian Football Hall of Fame guys wrote me and said, No, 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 Bud Grant's in there too. What is it? <laughs> only player. Only player. That's what I. That's what I told him. 
What does it mean to you to be in both halls of fame, Warren? You know, it's not like something that I felt like I've done something special from every other player that's played football because every other player didn't have an opportunity to play in both leagues. But I did, and uh, because I was able to show that I could play at a high level in both leagues, that's something I'm very, very proud of, that no matter what offense you put me in, no matter what team you put me on, I was going to try and be successful. So that was just a a tribute to my my hard work that I've put in and and all the great players that I played around that helped me get to that. But uh, that's something I'm proud of, that no matter where you put me, I was able to still play at a high level. Awesome. I'm glad you are proud of it. You should be. And I, I really enjoy our visit, sir. I appreciate it. Enjoy the game. I look forward to our next chat and stay safe down there. Yeah, you do the same. Have a great uh, Super Bowl weekend and uh, hopefully we get through this whole pandemic and get back to normal here pretty soon. <laughs> Sooner than... your out there. Yeah, we will. Absolutely. Thanks, Warren. Mr. Moon, right. as viewer Tom Geiger writes, and he says, when the majority of fan questions start with Mr. Moon... You know the level of respect we all have for him. Oh, yeah. So, as I said, nine-time Pro Bowler, uh, five-time Great Cap champion, CFL Most Outstanding Player, two-time NFL Passing Yards Leader, Walter Payton, NFL Man of the Year. It's that long. We'll be back with a sports update. Uh, Lots going on, everybody. It is Canada's daytime sports talk show. We'll continue in a moment on Game Plus TV Network, live daily on YouTube, and listen live at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Uh, By the way, for our new viewers, that Jeep is my Jeep, Big Bird. The elderly man riding with me is John Frenzy. You'll see him on Friday. My, my Jeep right now is literally in the barn, in my brother's barn, until the snow goes away. And you sadists like the snow. I don't get it. I know. That was quite. You tweeted that, eh? Yeah. What, his, he, it wasn't even the uh, Twitter poll today no, question, but the... he just tweeted Would you rather live in the Sun Belt full time or enjoy all four seasons? Like my mom said, she's like, I could never live in the South. 52% are with you. Of course. It's close, though. <laughs> yes. It's close. Yes, yes, yes. We're going to start the viewer takeover early, by the way. But I, if I may, I really enjoyed this yesterday. For our viewers that are watching on Game Plus television, wherever you are, across all 10 provinces in 31 states, if you can take a photo of the TV while you're watching the show of the screen and tweet it wherever you're watching from, or you can text us here on the mobile text line to 840-8777. We'll share it. We just posted yesterday Cincinnati, uh, Wolfville, Nova Scotia, St. John's, Newfoundland, and Labrador. Let's just let's get it rolling here because as of Monday, it was the free preview on Bell Alliant TV, and it's just that's been a cornucopia of new viewers. Yeah, let us know where you're watching from, please. It would help us out a great deal. My friend Mike Lee says my favorite season is winter in Maui. <laughs> my Dale Mike. <laughs> Yeah, one day we'll get there. Yeah. I don't I don't need to see snow. I don't enjoy it. I don't like anything about it. See ya. Especially when they started playing hockey in the Sun States. If I can go watch hockey and wear shorts to the rink, that's why I'm a Vegas Golden Knights fan. We've covered this. That's right. Yeah. The 
National Lacrosse League has canceled plans for an abbreviated 2020-21 season due to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. The league said in a statement it will now focus on starting a full season this fall. The NLL had said in October it was targeting the weekend of April 9th to 11th to begin a 2020-21 campaign. The season has traditionally started in December. It's brutal. There are five NLL teams in Canada. They just announced an expansion team to Fort Worth, Texas. We're huge fans of the NLL. And I said to Darren, how are they paying their staff? His answer, I don't know. That's horrible, which reminds me. And I said we're going to get to viewer takeover. We we will, because there are questions on the text line relating to that. But continuing on with the sports uh, break here, the Toronto Blue Jays are bringing back a familiar face. Veteran lefty Francesco Lariano has agreed to a minor league contract that includes an invitation to spring training. The 37-year-old did not pitch in the majors during the pandemic-altered 2020 season, but he pitched for the Jays in 2016 and 17 before getting traded to Houston. Meanwhile, catcher Josh Fegley is retiring from baseball after eight major league seasons, a week shy of his 33rd birthday. His agent, Pro Star Management, said today on Twitter that family considerations and business opportunities factored into his decision as COVID continues to kill more careers. But at least you didn't die. A coalition of 180 rights groups uh, is calling for a boycott of next year's Beijing Winter Olympics tied to reported human rights abusers against ethnic minorities in China. The games are to open in one year and are set to go forward despite the pandemic. The coalition is composed of groups representing Tibetans, Inner Mongolians and residents of Hong Kong and others. Quiet night in the NHL with just two games. The Tampa Bay Lightning host the Detroit Red Wings and the Philadelphia Flyers entertain the Boston Bruins. The North Division resumes play Thursday with three games. This sports update for the Tap Brewhouse and drive through Liquor Store corner of Rochdale and Pasqua. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars now with eight amazing flavors, including the new almond mocha. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. Told you that we have messages here from the viewers on a variety of things. John in Edmonton says, Rod, what do you have to say to all the young hockey players out there that are upset that their seasons got canceled and to the parents that think it's not fair that the NHL and soon-to-be WHL Central Division is starting soon, they get to play and their kids can't. John, I have nothing to say to them. I didn't make these decisions. Is that me weaseling off the hook? I don't think so. It's not my responsibility. Ask the Premier Jason Kenney. Ask um, Dr. Hinshaw. Ask those people. I don't have to answer for them. I didn't make the decisions. Let them answer those questions. I don't know why you're asking me. Brady in Saskatoon writes in. He's covering a lot of topics here. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Hey, Rod, Habs win back-to-back. Tyler Toffoli leads the NHL in goals. Fred Van Vliet be balling last night. And he goes on to say, Raptors greatest of all time in order. Kyle Lowry, Kawhi Leonard, DeMar DeRozan, Vince Carter, Chris Bosh, and then a tie between Spicy P and Fred Van Vliet. No, Brady, 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 Brady. You're not going along with this, are you? Chris Bosch isn't in anywhere on my list for <laughs> no, the Raptors. No, you can't, but 
Kawhi Leonard at number two for one season. That's it. One. Kyle Lowry, I have time for that. I absolutely do. And I don't know, when we talk about Vince Carter, when you think of the Raptors and their history at this point in time, do you not have Vince Carter very high? Very. Yeah. Chris Bosh? Let's break, okay? I might be sentimental, but I'd have Vince Carter at the top of my list. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Although Kyle Lowry's a heart and soul guy, and he won a ship. For sure. Let's let's kick this around when we come back. I'd like to hear from you viewers, okay? All you Raptors fans out there. It's Canada's daytime sports talk show, and we'll be right back. You're watching on Game Plus TV Network, live daily on YouTube, and listen live for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Hi. (laughs) I hear Ryan laughing in the back. That's always a good sign, our technical producer. Ladies and gentlemen, the Kinsman Telemiracle 50-50 draw is live. The first ever online 50-50 in support of the Kinsman Telemiracle. The Kinsman Foundation is helping people every day improve their quality of life and independence through gifts of mobility equipment and medical travel assistance. So the draw is live, and we're asking you to please purchase your tickets at telemiracle5050.ca. You can imagine the challenges that Telemiracle is facing due to COVID, but the demand for their help has has not gone down, Darren, as you well know. Probably gone up. We've got the running total over my shoulder here on a daily basis. I'm just asking you to go and purchase your tickets. You can buy one for $20, five for $50, 20 tickets for $100, or 100 tickets for $250. The draw will be made on Friday, February 26th. The winner will be announced on February 27th, just before the start of the Telemiracle 45 Telethon on CTV. Please help us out. You know how important Telemiracle is to this province. You have to be 19 years of age or older and physically in this province to purchase your tickets. So if you're outside the province, get a friend here to do it. Can you guys please put the comment up from Brady? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. They all started laughing. Here it is. No, you had it. You had it. Oh, there's a swear in it, so you can't. He basically said, I love how Rod... Says he doesn't follow the NBA, but craps all over a guy's list who's only been following it for seven to eight years. Brady, I'm going to tell you, because obviously your parents didn't. I think he's 18. There was life before you came out of the tunnel. So you need to think about that. So go look back at the historical significance of who the greatest Toronto Raptors are. You get it, right? Oh, yeah. But you have to understand there was a world before you were around. So if we're going to sit and talk about who the greatest Raptors are, all, are of all time, they've been around since 1995, not the seven to eight years that you've been following the team. Yes. Well, remember this, and this is, I really believe this. If it wasn't for Vince Carter, the Raptors might have gone the way of the Vancouver Grizzlies. Boom. What happened in Vancouver? There was no stars, right? Yeah, they had the big white guy down the middle that nobody remembers his name, but 
They didn't have a star, a superstar. And Vince Carter was an all-world superstar. Global star. Global star. What he was doing in slam dunk competitions and at all-star games, right? So without him, I think Toronto maybe goes the way of the Vancouver Grizzlies. Save the team. Can you put up the comment from Alan, the intern, the Asian sensation, who brought in 12 hobo donuts today? And for that reason, Alan's going to our Hall of Fame of interns. Bosch made the Raptors relevant for the longest time. He got us through the dark ages. He took over Vince's place as Vince left. He is definitely up there as one of the Raptors' all-time greats. That's from Alan. You're in journalism, right, Alan? Check your use of the term there. Brady just said, you just finished saying you don't follow the NBA. Well, maybe that's incorrect, which was, I don't follow cricket. I can't name one of their players. But I guess I follow the NBA enough to know the answer to these things, or at least be in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Our director of scouting, Craig Smith, writes in and says, Bryant Reeves, big country. That's who it, yeah, there you go. Is that, that's who you were thinking of, yeah. big, big country? Big, I knew big country. I couldn't remember Bryant Reeves. It was just yeah. not on the tip of my Mike tongue. Mike Bibby. Thank you, Craig. Guys like that. Brooke Andrusick says, ding, 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 Roddy. Hey, hey listen, I'm not upset at Brady. I'm just trying to help the young man. What do we got tomorrow? Winnipeg Blue Bombers assistant GM Ted Gavaya, NFL Pro Bowler Gus Farratt, NFL CFL alum Brandon London. So our Super Week really continues in earnest. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow here on the old RP show. What do we got? A little less than a minute. I think we've 45... We've covered everything today. Somebody said who the, who the rock star of the day would be. Send us messages, folks. Two things I will ask you to do. Tell us who you think is the rock star of the day today. Craig Smith, Mike Abumeshrick, Alex Goche with a surprise appearance, mm-hmm. the actual GOAT, and Warren Moon. And also, wherever you're watching from on the program today, tweet us, text us, take a shot of the screen, and uh, we'll retweet it from all our social channels. Caesar wrote me. He says, I was going to take a pick and say Regina working, but your picture on my computer looks like Bruce Willis with a mohawk. I'll take that. Yeah. And the star of Die Hard 6. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Rod Peterson. Okay. Uh, we're out of here. I'd love to get to your comments, but uh, we'll see you tomorrow, everybody. 12 Eastern on Game Plus. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. For more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit rodpeterson.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.